What's up, everybody? It's Joe Lapuma. You were listening. You were watching the Complex Sneakers, the Complex Sneakers show. New name? Not the Complex Sneakers podcast anymore? No, we, a little bit of a rebrand. It's not Twitter turning into X, but it's a little bit <laughs> of a <God>. rebrand. <laughs> the Complex Sneakers show. We will be known as the Complex Sneakers show going forward. It's a show with my two friends, my two co-hosts. First off to my right, Mr. Matt Welty. I feel like it's going to be like a variety show where we just have all these like bits and acts in the middle of it. Yeah, maybe we'll... Live, uh, live unboxings. Exactly. Deadlifts. To my left... Mr. Brendan Dunn, the Complex Sneakers show is here. Yes. So you can still call it the podcast if you want, whatever you want to call it. Call it whatever you want. Other yeah. Can we call ourselves the greatest sneaker show on the planet, or the greatest sneaker show on earth? Are you gonna? (laughs) Sure. We got that one slide. Yeah. (laughs) Joe's Joe's reserving that one. Yeah. We'll see. We'll fight over the title. But yeah, so complex sneakers show. Look behind me. It's reflected on the TV. If you're if you're listening, always give out these public service announcements. If you're listening and you're not getting the visuals, turn it on so you can see the new graphic for the complex sneakers show, formerly known as. The Complex Sneakers Podcast, a duo of very inventive, descriptive names. You know, we thought it. We went to the lab. We put our heads <laughs> together, and we thought about it like this. Hmm. Took us days. But hmm. also, besides... In the lab, like Oppenheimer. Exactly. Besides the new name, it's a very special episode. It is our 100th video episode if you're listening turn on the video because a bunch of confetti just fell and there are balloons floating around it's a scene of pure joy (laughs) and revelry listen i remember came through covid Mm -hmm. we were in the first off we were in the little room right over there 50 feet away very dark room it was it was tight in there dark place yeah it was tight in in that other studio yeah yeah no it was a conference room this is just Oh, way back. Way back in the Not like video. A, okay, not like video. I'm just thinking. Yeah. Editing but, bay. And then we kind of went into video over Zoom during the pandemic and the social clips. And then, though, we were holding out for YouTube, the real hundredth episode. We were holding out for YouTube. That's when we started counting right. episodes for YouTube. So I say that all to say it's been a journey. We obviously have more than 100 episodes, but this is the hundredth YouTube episode no zoom clips this was the full thing when you went on to complex and you saw our smiling faces that's it so the hundred episodes but it's it's the first episode of the complex sneakers show yes yeah so that'll be an important delineation for whoever exactly. writes the wikipedia page for this exactly Remember we were stuck on that big round stage oh yeah, the round stage. Yeah. To, like sit seventeen feet apart unless someone sneez- in case someone sneezes. Well, those were the guidelines. The <laughs> Don't ra- say the word; you're gonna get us flagged. The the, the 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 round. We've been through a lot of stages. We've been through a lot. Yes, Ma- we have. Do you have fond memories of being trapped in a tight dark room with Mike Packer and Chris Waddell? That was Which the first was, one. Oh, that yeah, was before yeah, yeah, yeah. pre YouTube. Yeah. Then it all one the at my apartment. Remember, Premium Pete was at my apartment. Yes, I remember. Yeah, that was I, that is an actual fond memory. No yeah. offense to Mr. Packer or Mr. Vidal. Yeah, but anyway, did you see the the clip of Chris Vidal that was going around like two uh, days ago? The OG, yeah, the OG, in, in Flight Club, the OG Flight Club. He's yeah, like, the greatest sneaker store in the USA, maybe the greatest sneaker store in the world. I mean, it was that it was i didn't see the clip don't you think that at I that time what it was it, from it was just some like it was from like 2006 2007 throwback just, video don't you think cover, at that yeah. time it was for sure oh yeah. yes when so like, i first got into on. sneakers in that era the idea of possibly going to yes. flight club was such a distant dream something something i would spend hours thinking about and many more hours browsing the website and just 
looking at profile photos of shoes we had and then going there de- de- not a debate about that but i think like in the one of the group chats the other day we had posted the clip and people who maybe who hadn't been into shoes back then were like why is this guy saying oh greatest sneaker store in, oh, the, in the world it was and then i'm like it was it was yeah and he knew it he knew it he knew it when you went in there chris vidal Talk Shout out that, to our friend Chris. Talk that cash shit when you went in there, okay? <laughs> had a, had a, well, I always say it had a young intern JLP shook when yeah. I went in there. Yeah. Now Shaky we're all, dog now we're all friends though. Yes. Uh, Shouts to Chris Vidal. We don't, also don't still go. we still have to go to the skate shop. I, I'm gonna go Chris Upper Fidel's, West Skates. Uh, yeah. Don't try to steal a deck from Chris Vidal's skate shop. Might, oh, yeah, not end, might not end well for you. He's still on timing. He's been on timing. He's still on timing. <laughs> he's got the ring camera footage. Still to prove on it. timing. Shouts to, <laughs> shouts to the OG. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Can I say something real of quick course. about mesh runners? Are we getting there already before I guess? I just, I just had a thought pop into my head where maybe this shoe is not totally error appropriate for this trend right now, but I'm like... Nike Air Zoom Spiridon, I feel like could fit right into that. You know, I actually I had the same thought the other day. Are our brains so connected? No, I it uh, it came up because I had seen um, alumni of Full Size Run, Larry June. Mm-hmm. I think he wears a lot of really cool stuff, but he's been on like the the mesh runner tip, and I was kind of I'm surprised that sometimes of the things he breaks out because I'm yeah. like, oh, it's so cool, or on like on trend or not expecting it. And then the other day he was wearing the OG Spiridons. Yeah. And I saw it. He was, I think he was wearing it with a bucket hat. And I'm just like, oh man, like that's, that's the look. It predates a lot of the stuff we talk about in this trend by about a decade, maybe yeah. a decade and a half. But I feel like it makes sense for that. I, I want more Spiridons. And it looks so much different than what the mesh runner trend we're in now. Yeah, But it yeah, could yeah. be. That swoosh, that. Yeah, it looks woo. a lot different than the styles that are very popular, but by definition, it definitely is mesh, yeah, yeah, mesh yeah. runner. There was, a, there was a moment in the complex office, the old complex office, where I think JLP influenced uh, a handful of people to pop up, pop up in the Spiridons. At, really? At one moment, yeah, when that shoot came back out. You were doing the Spiridons heavy? I might have. I might have been. I probably, Have I? Yeah. I you, think, you, you sure? I, I know it's like he there, knows for a fact. There he was, could list there, off all there the was names. a line of like uh, JLP copycats at a at a moment in the. <laughs> Still is. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, appreciate it. Thanks. I, I have Any to influence admit. that you remember of mine, by all means. Especially, <laughs> I think, on I think it was that in the when the Air Max. It was like the Air Max ninety six XX or something yeah. like that when that one came out. Big JLP show. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know why? The Air Max 96XX? I know why. Because I saw it in a John Elliott lookbook. That was all it took. That's all it took. Simple man. Yeah, John Elliott always used to put like Nike Air Maxes and stuff. Now he he uses his own shoes in the lookbook. But he would always put like those in the lookbooks and then I would just get the full fit. Full fit JLP. (laughs) (laughs) I, I I, I need... Spiridons, and the thing I want to admit is that I've actually never owned a pair. OG colorways. I mean, well, there's few Silver OG colorways, red. but you want the red one you're talking yeah. about. Oh, actually, no, I did have the stash pair. I probably told the story on here. Oh, but yep. I remember that shoe being on sale so regularly and seeing it on a sales table at Compound 
in Portland for $60 and not buying it then. And so the idea of paying whatever it was, 160 or 150 for the Nike Lab pairs that came out years later, mm-hmm. the inline ones, I was just like, ah, I do. That's one of those like collabs that seems like a little bit ahead of its time, though. Which the, one? The Stash Spiridons, looking back yeah, on it. Yeah, but they rinsed it, man. They made way too many pairs. Remember, that was that was an outlet shoe for sure. I, again, I feel like maybe maybe we've tried this territory There before. was a video recently of a, of a Nike outlet, and there was... Like every undefeated, single undefeated Air Force Ones. I, I saw that the undefeated Air Force Ones, and I went. I was like, "Yeah, remember for Complex Con, yeah. those are like the shoes." But yeah, those those hit the outlets. I that that's actually, another one where I just think they made a million yeah. pairs, not a million literally, but yeah. a and lot I, of colorways, I a like lot those, of units. I like those. It, it Air feels Force like ones, in in recent times, it's we've heard stories about it, and, and you've seen it where it's like Nike tried to scale up their collaborations mm-hmm. almost to a point where it wasn't sustainable. Yeah, it happens sometimes. I wish I could stroll into an outlet and find a pair of Cortez 95s. Wouldn't that be simple? Wouldn't that be sweet? Yeah, still chasing those, huh? Did you see the thing that Clint posted? Yeah, I saw that. So <laughs> that, it was like the reverse colorway of fake colorway, and, and it said, he basically said that um, it got through StockX. Yeah, he posted a photo on his Instagram story with the puking emoji and a clearly extremely fugazi fake. Now you could see it for, not even before anyone said that this was fake. You just saw it in it. Yeah, you would see a shoe and think that's a fake version of Cortez 95. And it almost wrote, even looked like when you see a, a shoe, you look at a shoe real quick and then it ends up being a candle. Yeah. Oh, wow. (laughs) But it had a StockX tag on there as if it came from StockX, and he wrote, StockX are enemies of progress. They sell fake clothes. They sell fake kicks. They got Stevie Wonder authenticating crap, which is hilarious, but also I don't think that this is actually what happened. I think some people pointed out online, right, that this is not an actual StockX tag. Yeah, I saw that people online, I think it was yesterday or or when when, um, blogs were starting to post this, that... Apparently, that StockX tag wasn't used in almost a year. Yeah, Soul Retriever said that, yeah, right? It's Soul an Retriever's outdated one. I mean, yes, this is a funny thing to post on your Instagram story, but I feel like we can all look at that and and know that there's likely no world in which a StockX authenticator actually would let a shoe like that go through because it just doesn't look like the yeah. actual real shoe. It's not like some one-to-one rep situation where someone on Reddit is spending the money to get a sneaker that looks exactly like the real one. And if you go back in watch our episode with StockX CEO Scott Cutler mm-hmm. and besides seeing him dodge questions you'll see him talk about people like the fakes making the fake tags and right. trying to sell it so yeah. yeah that's been an issue for years i remember when Josh Luber was still around we had a conversation with him about that you know in terms of you might buy a fake pair of sneakers and it might come with a StockX tag in order to to trick somebody so Again, funny mm-hmm. posts on social media and good, good uh, sneaker internet. Fodder. Good engagement. Yeah, but in, yeah. I don't think that's really what happened. And and trust me, I get I get annoyed at StockX too. You know, sometimes there's a little mm-hmm. nick on the shoes, a little glue stain on the shoe that you sold. I'm like, what what does the glue have to do with me? I wasn't in the factory putting the shoe together. What am I supposed to do about the glue that they put on the shoe? What was the shoe that they that they pair of Nike Dunk Lows? Which one? From 2021, blue and white. Just a pair that I bought for retail, and I realized it's worth significantly more money now and i said you know what let's get rid of these but a little bit of glue was holding me back they can't hold me back no. nobody can hold me no back. i've been not at all been what around, else is going on been around the world what else i mean you saw hopefully you saw my shoot your shoot yeah yeah and clothing yeah. there was sound like there was a question mark on that i, for a I thought you we said your sh- i wasn't sure if you shoe. said your shoot or i your mean shoe. it's basically my shoe at this point okay yeah this guy <laughs> modeling this guy did a front to camera um a uh, little 
Video. Little. Little video. For, little video. Little video. Little for, IG reel. Yeah. For, little. For, and clothing. Straight to camera. Kind of like talking about you. What, did you write that script? What yeah. Was it? What I wouldn't write it. It was, you know, off the off the top. Okay. Yeah, I was That's in, what you were in London for, huh? In, in Newcastle first, yeah, for the end clothing Adidas Torsion Super nice. collaboration. So everybody listening can go buy a pair and, um, you know, make them realize the extent to which my influence. The face of it. Convinced you to make Look that it. purchase. The face of that shoe. <laughs> a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> what I do. <laughs> yeah. Act more stupidly. Do you like them, Joe? To be fair, I only got a chance to see it. It went up right before here. Yeah. So I only got yeah. a chance to. I saw like the first, like I was on the train, I saw like the first like 20 seconds. Of yeah. It was like in the rush. Thanks for down. supporting, guys. Yeah, we'll, we'll check it right after this yeah, and, and I'll throw it. a like. Yeah. Can I get a comment? We'll see. And, <laughs> and, and, and you may have to comment. We'll see. If it was on your account, maybe. And we'll see. What else is going on? Travis Scott, his signature shoe. Is that this week? I mean, yeah, he wore them, right? Keeps wearing them. Man, when somebody pointed out the extent to which those look like a pair of creative wrecks, <laughs> I died. Oh, I saw that <laughs> I meme. Like, I saw that meme. I was like, well, this is this shoe to me will never, ever be cool for that reason. Yeah. It, uh, it, I, 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 under, I see where the shoe fits in. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Travis, Nike's biggest collaborator, um, one of their only collaborators besides Clint that has hits at this day and age, but uh, I don't know. It, do you think that it's going to translate from Wait, one of Nike's only collaborators that has hits? Yeah, that's that's what he's been saying. Yeah, like the past. I would say so. I think that Nike's collaborators they they go to the well, and all the people are a lot of. I'm not saying bricks in the sense that it resells. Just people don't care about. But the like product. stores or personal collaborators, or everyone. Just, you just put Clint and Travis as the only two. I think the only ones are like really moving the needle right now, as far as like people are hyped about the product coming out. You think people are still hyped about Off White? Uh, maybe the Air Force Ones, not the other things we've seen. The only two. That feels pretty harsh. Yeah, I, I think mm, there's I more. Know. Like social status or... Alma Meniere? Alma Meniere. I, I think that they're the two biggest ones that right now that are like having hits. I don't know. But you said only two. You think only two? I think so. Weren't you a fan of the Haritos SB Dunk? That's like a one-off. Like I mean, like Nike's like stable of like to go to it every. All right. Sorry. Carry on. Yeah, I don't know. Just that... felt like a bold statement. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, I we'd have to way. check that, but I feel that way. All right, go on. I'm. If you feel that way, that's fine with me. But do you think that him getting his own actual shoe is going to translate from off from him getting the Jordan ones and models like that? What do you mean translate off? What do you mean? Like, the the level of like rabbinness to, yeah. to buy it? I no, think, I don't think so. You, you think, but like, you're I mean, comparing look, it to something that is so crazy when it releases though. So I don't think it could be, no, but no it's way. still going to be like top tier level of like everyone trying to get it. Don't you think? Um, all the kids, all his all his followers, definitely, I I would say. I mean, here's the thing. They're, like, and, and how we measuring that like amount of pairs or if they're going to like not sell out in 30 seconds but three minutes or or what i would be surprised if he can translate it because he can't even translate it to other popular nike models when you see him release something like a nike air trainer one it doesn't have nearly the same level of interest as it does when he does a jordan one so mm. and that nike air trainer one or an air max one or air max 270 has some built-in cachet to it so the fact that he can't translate it there means that 
in my opinion, for sure he can't translate it to. Well, it feels like there was a run where he all the shoes hit. You know, like even the 270, like it wasn't his biggest model, but that shoe was still. Yeah, but did anybody care about the Air Trainer 1s? No, I think the Air Trainer 1 was a complete dud. Yeah. It's almost like you forget that happened. Yeah. So Also, I, bad shoe for the most part. Not the Air Trainer 1, but just like. His the, version of it. Yeah. yeah, with that big shroud on it. Yeah, I I don't see people losing their minds over the Travis Scott uh, cut the check, I think it's reported to be called. Jordan we'll model. see. I when think that the, concert, the, the model, album and the shoe, I don't know. I, I think that people... I think the model it. itself, though, is a bit, like, off-trend at this point. Right? Why do you say that? Not not that there isn't anything else on the market in that vein, but it just, does, it just doesn't strike me as a shoe that looks like that is what people are clamoring for. Yeah, I know what you mean. That's fair. It'll be interesting to see, but I do think the swarm of everything that he has going on is going to like help. We going to Egypt? Is that a concert? No, I'm happening? not going. It kind of, it kind of, it kind of strikes the album, me. Album, the concert, the shoe. You know, it almost the model itself almost just kind of strikes me as something you would have seen in that 2014 to like maybe like 2017 era of when the OG Yeezys, or maybe even before that. You know, like 2013, 2014, mm-hmm. 2012, like the OG Nike Air Yeezys. Mm-hmm set the trend for yes. all like artists like artist influencer entertainer yes, right. yeah collaborations and where a lot of brands ran out to give other like l- lesser famous artists and entertainers etc shoes and they kind of just rip from the formula of like this is what a yeezy looks like so when people want a shoe from an artist they want it to kind of look like a high top with a strap yeah etc and it just feels like the Travis shoe would have fit into that rather than be something super original. I agree with that. Wait a minute. What about Supreme Nike? Oh, that you're right on that. But yeah, you're I'm I'm wrong then. Okay. CDG Nike? Yeah, I was thinking oh, okay. even like I know that you guys are out on it, but like oh. I mean, no, I think a lot of the CD. Maybe maybe I overthought it. Maybe I okay. uh, I oversimplified okay. it. I do think I'll a lot tell of you the... one thing he's right about. What? And I've been meaning to tell him. Tell me. I'm not going to discuss like the actual platform, but I told him I said, and this is good. Damn, were you going to just go talk about sneakers? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> were you going to talk about not sneakers? <laughs> yes, because I said, I said real quick. Okay. I, I said by the end of the month, he'll be on threads and he's definitely not getting on now. And nope. he was right. Go ahead. <laughs> we t- we took our hat. We salute. I salute to are, him. Are you on threads right now? Or? Yeah. Oh. I was only going to say that. CDG Sorry to interrupt Nike. the sneaker thing. Nah, no, no, no. All good. God knows I interrupt everybody at every chance I get, but <laughs> CDG Nike I think is up there. But also, I feel like I, I can't blame anybody who says it's not exciting because I think half of their stuff is quite boring. But okay, but also like ambush, ambush Sakai. I know you guys probably don't like that. Sakai, I think, I think Sakai's bo- run its course. I think both of them are pretty down as far as like it, it's nothing against the brands or the people who run them mm-hmm. or people who like the product because mm-hmm. it's not that i just think that they've had a lot of or the, the collaborations that they've had lately didn't make ex- noise it didn't excite the fervor that you would have expected it to yeah one question though do you know where i'm gonna go i have no idea oh, where go. you're gonna go what about take us tiffany there? nike that was a big one. That, that, no matter how you guys felt, I'm saying about that's it. like it's a, back in the one-off. It, it's a thing. one-off. Yeah, oh, where it's I not mean, like I a mean stable from, of. Got it, mean, got it. I mean, from like where you have New Balance, et cetera, or Asics that they have their like an ALD, mm-hmm. right? 
or a, a partner who or, come or, back or season Joe, after season. A Joe Fresh Goods. Yeah, a long-term partner. I hear you. That I hear you. tend to be a little more hits. Yeah, I just think that there was more than you said. Yeah, I, maybe I was wrong on that. But it, You it, were right on threads, though. Oh. It, it, just, it just felt like a lot of the people that Nike used to go to the well for to just have guaranteed hits. You know, it, it, it's not it's, the same feeling. Anymore. Well, speaking with that, uh, with the undefeated Air Force One thing at the outlets, I believe another shoe that was sitting at the outlets too. And this is a funny one where if you had to dream up a, a hype collaboration that you thought would blow the socks off of the resale market, mm-hmm. was when they did a Sakai Cause Blazer. Yeah. I don't know about a Blazer though. Okay. But I, I, I don't know. But Sakai and Cause. Sakai and Cause. I know, but I think that model is a tough one, but okay. I hear what and you're saying. And that was another shoe that was just sitting at the outlets yeah, in a bunch. Sitting I in my room. I have a pair. Forgot that it happened, and you're just like, You'd love wow. to forget. Not necessary shoe. It just feels like in, in more recent times, brands have had a lot of wins tapping people or collaborators that feel a little more closer to the community who's buying the shoes. Like, they feel like a more tangible person. Yeah. In the the consumers have been able to kind of rally behind that, like a Joe Fresh Goods. Someone or, more relatable. Or a, or a Clint or a J-Tips, where it's those people designing the shoes. Mm. They just feel like they're like of the culture and a real person who made it, who they can see on Instagram and yeah. social media, et cetera, where these old legacy brands where they do bring hype and cachet, mm-hmm. it just doesn't feel like it's like the trend right now to – to work with the sportswear yeah. brands. That's that's my that's, ta- that's totally my take right. on it. That's, right. a, totally that's a more well nuanced thought. Okay. <laughs> and you're allowed to fire. We everyone knows that you fire, but that was okay. Yeah. Do do you guys think that? I know he's gonna fire. Do you guys think that with the current with the current trends and everything? Because we talked about the whole anti hype shoe and I wave that we're gonna obviously get into that more during the episode with the whole mesh. Mm-hmm dad shoe hiking shoe etc thing right now that it feels like nike's uh horse in that race is the vomero but mm-hmm. th- they did a dornbecker vomero but do you think that it was <laughs> about the vomero just kidding do you think that it was a mistake on their behalf not to try and do like a cdg vomero or something like that no i still think what i said on here a while back of them withholding from any collaborations on it is a smart idea I don't think we need it. Also, another Nike collaborator that you know is coming, a cold wall, Nike yeah. Air Max Plus. Yeah. So you know Did what? Did we get our pairs yet, Jeff? No. We you could throw that one. I think that that one, that one works. Yeah. And and when it releases and when I pull up here to <laughs> you the You better set, respect it. <laughs> bite your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. 100th video episode mm-hmm. we knew that we were going to do it big we didn't know we were going to do it this big sometimes we surprise ourselves yeah <laughs> three time to- wow three time returning podcast guest on the heels about to release a big big collaboration with marvel x-men asics remastered for the 60th anniversary mr ronnie feig our friend welcome rebrand on the hundredth and i'm here for it and he's here for no it. better way to ring in a yes. century jesus with his huge project kith marvel a6 x-men 60th anniversary yes sir fresh off the plane from comic-con we both had travel issues yesterday jesus christ <laughs> i almost didn't make this but uh i felt like you know 
I had to I had to come in for the hundredth. You almost you know didn't saying? make it. Was it a little rocky on the PJ? What, what was, no, what, what I know PJ issue? yesterday. Get out of here, man. <laughs> you don't have a kith, you don't nah, have a kith, the kith jet. Saints. Don't do that. Dude. I got yeah. I got I got deplaned. Yeah. Oh wow. Waited three hours. Got back on the plane on the runway for an hour before we took off. On the runway for an hour after I landed. Hell. Yeah, man, it was bad yesterday, but it t- it took a uh, fourteen hours to get here from L.A. But here I am. Yes, what's you know, the, live and ready. What's yes. the Ronnie Fog Airport shoe go to? Uh, what was I wearing yesterday? Oh, I was wearing um, I was wearing Kiano Fourteens yesterday. It's a comfort. It's a mm-hmm. comfort thing, you know. Yeah. Forty one now. I won't wear shoes that are not comfortable. Those we actually over. had this discussion last week about how like it's tough for me to wear like a Jordan One now. Yeah, I saw that actually, yeah. and I was. Uh, How'd you feel about that? Well, Jordan ones are are not uncomfortable to, for me, okay. so um, they're still they're still on rotation, but a lot fewer. I'm, it's getting they're getting a lot fewer wears. Mm. Uh, are there shoes you days. took out of your rotation because you just realized this is a classic but not that comfortable? Yeah, there. I mean, there. I just did this clean out actually um, of my closet where I have about two hundred and fifty pairs. I need to make room. You know, mm-hmm. when you have a kid, it's, things change yeah. and. Uh, conversations are had, <laughs> and and I lost that convo. So Wifey, yeah. I, you know, two hundred and fifty pairs uh, had to come out of the closet or How both, hard was both that? closets. Very, very. Actually, took like three days for me to figure out what I'm going to take out of the closet because mm. these are like there are a lot of shoes that have sentimental value to me, but they got to go. Yeah, it's like you're you like know, an so. internal conversation on like each shoe about like dude. I'm there like look, and that's why it took so long. I'm there like staring at the mm. shoe, and my wife is like, if you have to stare at it, you're not going to wear it. Mm. You know, like so. You know, it's uh it's tough, but I have this um this large amount of footwear that I need to figure out what I'm gonna do with. So I'm having some conversations about where they go and I had my nephews come and look at the batch and you know, I have to figure out what I'm gonna do. Yeah. But I feel like you you were like a big like nineties Nike basketball guy. Yeah, like a lot up, of up tempos. A lot of up in tempos. There. Are yeah. those shoes that you find yourself like not going to as often? Yes. I'm wearing up tempos a little bit less only because now it's like I don't have a lot of time to even put put an outfit together in the morning the way I used to. It used to take me like 10 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't even have that time anymore. So like I'm just grabbing things on the go and you know when they when they talk about dad shoes or dad life, it's like that's part of it. It's not only the comfort, it's about just grabbing a comfortable shoe and the necessity of it all and starting your day. Yeah, it becomes a lot about necessity. I would say that for sure. Right? So that's that's why I think um, this like Y two K moment is uh, very much my speed. My speed. You're into it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've always the thing is, I've always been into it. I've always been into that era of footwear. I always thought that that era was ahead of itself. I think that there are a lot of shoes in my rotation that were always like, you know, it was a nod. I always had a nod to that era. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think. It's a fashionable moment now. It's like uh, it's you know high on the trend pole, but yeah, I think it finally caught up with the times in terms of what the designs were back then. You know, um, I think that it's right for the for the times now. Is yeah. it is it crazy for you? Because I I go back in a lot of these shoes, and you know you did the whole recent ASIC collection, the mesh with the Kayano fourteen and the eleven thirty, and I just remember those shoes like. When I was working at Dick's and like yeah. Foot Locker and the, I remember, I think it was like the 1120 or 1130 was a Black Friday doorbuster for forty nine ninety nine, And right. I never saw it through the lens that this was going to be the, the cool shoe one day. And obviously you working in sneakers through the same era. Did you think back then seeing those that 
these no, shoes would of, have a moment? No, of course not. I mean, back then you have to you have to realize that like you look at this year's Kayano shoe, for yeah. example, that's like the marathon runner for a lot of these runners, right? Yeah. Mm. And and back then it was no different. Mm-hmm. So it was like their cross country shoe. No, Kayano training in practice, track practice. Yeah, but it's a running shoe. That's right? what I mean. Yeah. That's what we were wearing in like track practice. Right, but that's not a cross training shoe. Right? Well, for cross country cross country running. Right, 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 right. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, what did right. you say? <laughs> no, you were you were buying sneakers from the wrong people. Oh, <laughs> it was. <laughs> no, it was, it was a, the Kayano was a was a running practice yeah. shoe. The distance runners, that's what we would wear. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. But but I don't know if I would call it a practice shoe because people were running marathons in the shoes. Well, you wear track spikes on like the track. You train in the Kayano. Correct. Okay. So I think that the Kayano back then, like that's what that was. You know, if you look at the Kayano today, eventually, you know, who knows? 20 years from now, that could be the same. You know, we could have the same kind of moment where it, w- it wasn't right for today. And I'm not saying it's not right for today. It's right for the runner. But in terms of transcending the street, you know, it took a lot of time for for that kind of design to catch up. Yeah. yeah. Before we get too deep, I do want to talk about our shoes that we have on feet as this customer on here, especially because I'm wearing Kayanos. But Ronnie, what, oh, did, you, what nice. did you step to the set with on feet today? These are not out yet, but it's, been, it's one of my favorite threes that I've worked on recently. We have some special plans for this pair. Okay. But they're called the Blush Threes. And I went back to the well and kind of like you know, started working on uh, footwear the way I used to back in 07 mm-hmm. and spent a lot of time color blocking and, you know, sampling different versions of colorways, similarly to what I did with X-Men, which had a lot of different rounds of samples that I felt really good about. Uh, I felt really good about the process. And when that happens, like, I feel a lot better come release date uh, or, you know, a couple of weeks leading up to the release where I really get behind the product because I felt really good about the process. Yeah. And that, that felt really, really good uh, working on that project. It feels like a lot lately, and I mean, I, I said this multiple times where it feels like this year, yeah, you've had such a more like hyper focus on the footwear. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, cause you say going back to where you were and it felt like maybe there was a period where you're so focused on expanding Kith as a brand in the, in the retail operations, but this year, your footwear projects felt like yeah. ten years ago. Is yeah. that intentional? Or I, I love I love that you say that because that's internally we speak about that. And I did um, as as uh, collaborative projects and collaborations as a whole started to feel a bit saturated. Not a bit, really saturated. And I felt like the best ideas weren't winning. It was just like doing things for the wrong reasons. Not all, but mm. some I would say. And it made me feel like, you know, uh, like if I was to work on certain things, it might get lost during that time. So I look at the cycles because I've been around for a while. So it's 28 years this past June. And I've seen, you know, these cycles where um, the time is right for energy and for great ideas to come out. And I felt like this year, if these if these projects came out maybe two years ago, uh, may may have had a, a very different type of reaction. So I like that I like that you've noticed that because I was very focused on building the apparel line, which I still am. Mm-hmm. You know, I still fit like four or five hours a week, you know, uh, product, whether it's footwear or apparel. I'm still fitting. I'm still involved in the process and, you know, concepting of every product that we make. But I took it upon myself to kind of reset um, what collaborative footwear looked like from our camp. 
Would you say you passed on a lot more this year compared to past years to remain like focused on certain projects? For us, it's a little bit different for the way that we work. We have the kind of relationships that I really respect where the brands lean on us for great ideas. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they lean on me also like for figuring out when the time is right to release certain product. And I've been lucky enough to be in that position. But um, I think that this year, when you look at, you know, what we did with Clarks and Adidas, the best ideas are winning in the room. And that's, that's, a, that's a, a great place to be. And also like the team that I have, you know, between Lance, who's the director of, of, um, of footwear and, and the, the buying team. Mm -hmm. And then you have James Garcia, who's, uh, who's my right hand when it comes to design. And I think that together, you know, even Michael, my VP of product and Marlon who works on special projects. Like I feel like the team has, has meshed so well for a long time that, you know, I think they know the kind of ideas we need to have that can make it to the finish line and still be very creative. And that's, that's what they do so well is they give me the ability to have incredible ideas. When I think of something like this Marvel, this Marvel box, mm -hmm. right? It's like the red tape around doing something like this is, it's, there are so many layers and steps. And when I have an idea like that and it's spoken about in the room, it's important that everyone is excited because the amount of work that comes with that for everyone in the room is just, it's, it's enormous, you know? So, you know, that's, that's why this uh, project is so special to me because we were able to break down so many barriers in making it happen. We want to talk more about those. Yeah. I just want to make sure we all get our footwear. And uh, like I said, I have a Kayano 14s on. This is the John pair. I love those. Yeah. I, have, I, I wear those a lot too, yeah. Yeah. It's not the most inspired choice for me today, but it's kind of the same thing you were talking about. about just like... Yeah, you're not a dad yet, but when you become <laughs> one, you'll realize that you'll feel exactly like you do today. <laughs> That's one of those shoes that I, I forgot that I had. Yeah. And I like pulled it out of the stash the other day and just was like, I'm so happy I have these sneakers mm. right now. Yeah. Yeah. Solomon ACS Plus, Lorenzo G did these for me. They're a sample volcano he did the kind of like the lighter colorway but he made these for me so shouts to him nice shoe joe those are cool yeah. thank you doing a stone, stone island, island fuel yeah. cells a little wonky to wear on foot but you can run in them so okay. we going running maybe you gotta run to jersey city after this <laughs> yeah <laughs> All right. let's talk about the marble projects and more ronnie yeah um yeah look so they Oh yeah, I don't think they they didn't open oh, theirs shit. yet. Oh, we okay. Have our I brought here. I brought extra ones too, just in case. But um, well, this is exciting because oh yeah, yeah you're gonna unbox one. Yeah, yeah. both of them, both these guys. I don't nice. know what colorway. Do you know what colorway is in here? You have I, no idea. I actually uh, have no idea. All I know is that you guys are on the list. Look yeah. at look at you guys. Yeah. The excitement never <laughs> stops. Marvel's strangest heroes have never been wilder. Yeah, that's right. Huge X Men fan. Yeah? Yeah, for sure. No, no, no. You got to take the shoe out of the sleeve. Did first. I mess the up? You gotta, no, just take the box out of the sleeve. What was Comic-Con <laughs> like, Ronnie? Comic-Con was... Let me help you with that, huh? <laughs> you're struggling, struggling, right? you're struggling. Joe, help him out. This is the difference that CrossFit makes. Wealthy, wealthy yeah. easily slid his <laughs> out of a paper bag. I'm prepared for life. <laughs> Can't fight my way out of a wet paper bag, much less oh, a sneaker wow. box. Really struggling. <laughs> Turn upside like, down. Like the, it's like pulling off the big red boots? Yes. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> you got a pair of big red boots yet? Uh, no, but uh, I, I like what those guys do. They're, Crea creatively, they're... You crushing. Know. Yeah, and no, I'm, I'm friends with one of those guys, this, this kid Dan, who's... Yeah, shout out to Dan. Yeah. yeah, he's... He, they're, they're a creative bunch, man. Yeah. And I, I like that, you know, they do things... 
they work backwards from you know moving the needle so yeah. disruption like for real you always right. hear just they're like disrupting for I, real I, for real i respect it yep yeah but comic-con comic-con unlike anything i've ever been to you know the f the first time i heard a comic-con was during uh, Entourage. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. I knew <laughs> you were going to say that. You know, for Viking, Viking Quest. Quest. Yeah, I yeah. knew. Oh, my God. That was well, it's that, like synonymous no, with and, that kind and, of. And it blew my mind bit. because I was like, there's no way that's real. And I was right. watching it with someone who went to Comic-Con. <laughs> and he was like, no, this is there's this show. There's a, and, and it was like before, I guess, the internet made Comic-Con a big deal. Right. Right? And... I found out that it was real, and and then I heard about it more and more throughout the years, and I was like, "Wow, it's like a trade show, but for it's consumer facing, mm -hmm. but it, it's it's like a trade show. Like we've been to the trade shows, yeah. It's really busy, and there are booths everywhere, but it's like you know, it's like cordial, right? It's like you know, it's calm. Yes. And then you show up to Comic Con, and it was like I was mind blown. It was like all these like minded individuals that are really there for the love of this shit, and it's like. Wow, like they actually are as passionate as I am, if not way more. The booth was amazing too. The booth oh, you guys had, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, I think it was like the best booth there, to be honest. I walked around and I met a lot of great people, a lot of great, you know, comic shops that show up there and have incredible collections. And I bought some incredible comics and some incredible cards. Uh, but this, this really brought back, because I collected for real when I was younger, yeah. right? But we never got our shit graded. It was like, sure. it, it wasn't about having it in mint. Mm -hmm. It was about having the collection, you know? So uh, my friends and I, um, we love it. We, I actually spoke to a friend of mine who I haven't seen in, in over 15 years maybe. And we connected over this, you know? Because we used to collect together and he was showing me his collection and asked me if like I would sign a comic. for. And I was like, my fucking best friend. Yeah. Like, yeah. are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. Like, That's weird for me, but you know, it was... Uh, Sorry, I'm gonna get into this. What's your card, Brendan? What's, What's up? Well, I think the card is is the same. That, let me just let's see if I can open this up. I've had a lot. Yeah, of it's it's a, it's a the card is the same as the shoes, notch right? right there. Okay. You know, did, did Lonnie, it, the card it. is the same as the colorway of the shoes. Did, he already botched the yeah, fucking. He, wait, did anybody <laughs> did anybody cosplay as Ronnie Feig at? At Comic Con, <laughs> I saw amazing. a lookalike though in the airport. Well, I sent you the picture. I sent you in Austin the other day. Which one was that? The uh, the guy in the airport. Oh, yeah. Looked. <laughs> he wasn't going. To that guy really did. I know. Like I know. Me. Uh, let's see which ones you got, bro. Sick. Okay. This is the one. Oh, that's actually. This is the one. That's the uh, that's the rarest one, isn't it? Yeah, it is. How the. Wow. It was random. That's why. The Wolverine. I'm a big. I was like, how come fan. I didn't get that? No, I got the I'm a, Cyclops, I'm a big so Wolverine like... fan. For real. That's yeah. That's my guy. So, thank and, you. And that's the un. You're welcome. It wasn't purposely done. <laughs> but you are. But you are welcome. <laughs> but just in general. Yeah. Those are the rarest ones. Wow. <laughs> those are the rarest ones. So beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful shoe. There's 416 of those. Damn. Give it a sniff. Or rip it from the other side. Oh. <laughs> all those, dead, the all other those side. deadlifts. Wait, where does this open? Yeah, like that. Oh, there we go. There you go. <laughs> Who knew there that this would be the most uh, challenging part of our show today? <laughs> right? Opening a box. All those muscles. <laughs> oh, wow. That's the, that's the one he was looking for as yeah, well, right? You one. said yes. you wanted is the beast it? one. Yes. yes. <laughs> this is the one this I like that. Bro, this is all, this is all I lining promise up you, so well. not by design. Yeah. Everything, nothing in life happens by coincidence. Uh, um, but those are um, those are really good. I, the suede's crazy on these. Yeah, some hairy suede. For I got beasts. the Cyclops. 
You sounded disappointed. Were you, no, were, I like the side. Okay. Those, are, those are actually my favorite. <laughs> I like were you inspired at all by the the Bapes back in the day that came in all the... I spoke about it on the... What Tyler? I'm, I don't know if I'm going to call it a podcast, but I spoke about it during my conversation with Tyler about... Who, uh, I, sorry, I have to interrupt real quick. I believe it's Tyler's birthday today. Oh, Happy it, birthday, Tyler. I, actually, it is Tyler's birthday right? today. Yeah. Yes, it oh, is. Okay, yeah. Should Tyler... we spend just 20 minutes on that right now? Or <laughs> Happy birthday, Tyler. <laughs> I love Tyler, man. Yes. Everyone loves Tyler. How could you not? Yeah, Sorry, go on. Great, great, great kid. Um, but we had a conversation about the same thing you just mentioned, which was, uh, you know, of course, of course, I was, I, I'm in, I was inspired by everything Nigo did, mm-hmm. you know? I think it's embedded in me because that era in my life, I like, that helped me um think outside the box you know what i'm saying and i think that collection of footwear to me it wasn't very wearable so i collected uh that set and i still have them in their blister pack because i couldn't wear them were you buying a lot of bases in their prime yeah so back in the day i was actually like when we speak about trade and, and this is what i want to get into because mm-hmm. this this the concept for this entire pack trading was for people to trade characters right right and it makes me think about when the early days of SB, the first series of SB, I was trading um, SBs with Japan. Sure. And I was trading for bape, for Bapes because mm. you couldn't get them in the States. So that's how I was getting my Bapes, uh, my Bapes does. And, um, you know, I think that that era of needing to trade footwear before, you know, the resale platforms came to be, they were there in Japan, but before Domaini brought that concept yeah. to the States, yeah. um, I was trading... <laughs> I, I was I was trading SBs for for baiting apes. Yeah, and I wanted to bring that feeling back where people are going to have to trade these shoes because if you don't if you want a certain character, the right. only way you're going to get them is either opening it. Yeah, you can't tell just the by the box which pair you're getting. No, you, no, for sure not. So we can't even tell internally. Like there's no way to tell what's in the box. So uh, the only way to get the character is either to get lucky by opening the box and getting what you want, or you're gonna have to find a way to trade for the character you want. And that's the whole, and every I see, I've seen people complain. Yeah, about I was like, wondering how the response has been so far. The response has been incredible. Yeah. Like way better than I thought it would be, uh, way bigger than I thought it would mm-hmm. be. Uh, even though I thought it would do really well, it's just been overwhelming, right? But the trading, what it, what have you heard about the so, trading? So I'm seeing, I'm seeing people complaining about it, but they're not gonna have a choice when they get the pairs. Mm-hmm. Like, they're gonna have to find a way to get their character. And right? that's what you wanted. And that's what I wanted. And before we go live uh, with, the, with the shoes this, um, this weekend on Friday, you know, I am gonna put up a post on my social and I'm gonna use it. That post will be used for people to trade on. Okay. So I'm gonna start a forum basically. Sure, I'm, I'm in, the, comments, in the comment section. On IG and yeah. you could comment to trade, right? And people can figure out a way. Or I'm sure there's going to be Reddit threads mm-hmm. for people to find um, the character that they want. But I wanted to I wanted to do something that would would bring the spirit of trading back into the fold. That was the idea. Do you see with the people consuming these shoes, especially being at Comic Con, is it traditional Kith Ronnie Feig fans, or do is it a lot more comic that's superhero a, collectors or a mix of both? Or? That was That's a great question. You know, we had no idea what to expect. And when I say no idea, I mean, we really had no clue if there would be people there who would even know the brand, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. it's like such a comic. It's a different world. It's a whole different world, right? But the beauty 
about what we did was that we realized how far the brand actually like spans. It's like we had so many fans there for the brand and so many people that were wearing my product when they were online, you know, like I met so many so many of my fans and the brand's mm -hmm. fans that it was really surprising to me and really just like pleasantly surprising where I can go to a place that I had no idea what it was like or what to expect and have that many people come in and be interested in the collection as a whole. So it was it was fun to interact with people that, you know, their purpose of being there, it's not the resale kid. Mm -hmm. You know, it's actually like the real passionate people. Collectors. Collectors. I was wondering how that crowd about re how many like resellers you saw like once they knew that you were going and if it was like flooded with those. Honestly, it wasn't. It was it was flooded with people that were buying, but mm -hmm. not. I don't think it was the reseller because the conversations I was having, you know, when I got there, where I was signing people's comics, you know, because mm -hmm. I'm in the comic and it yeah. was that was like so surreal to me. But um, the conversation I had conversations with everyone and they were so about it, like about the product. Wait, they, put, the they put you in this comic book? Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, that's the second comic, actually. Um, the Spider I'm featured in the first Spider-Man comic. Uh, There's a Nigel Sylvester cameo in Yeah, Nigel, yeah. Uh, yeah. Greg, Greg Una. Nigel's in it, um, Greg's in it, Pokey's in it. Uh, I got to include some of my friends. I took X-Men to the Knicks game in there. Like, There's some really cool shit that's going cool. on in there. Can so, you recount for me step-by-step step the Marvel versus Capcom match between you and Eugene Tong? <laughs> <laughs> did you really destroy our dear friend Eugene and Marvel vs. Capcom? Who's the trio? Man. Who's the team? I, I did. We're gonna see you at Evo next, popping out playing Third Strike or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was my Street Fighter Two was my that was like fourth, fifth, sixth grade. Yeah, you know, we were walking from PS one seventy eight, my elementary school. Um, we would walk for lunch. We'd walk to Union Turnpike to St. John. It was back then. It was called St. John's Pizzeria, mm -hmm. and in the back there was a Street Fighter Two arcade game. And back then. All you needed was a quarter, and yeah. if you were winning, you were staying on. And Just I was out Hadoukens in the in the back of the. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who were you maining? Were you a Ryu guy? I was a, I was a Ken guy. Okay. I was a Ken and Ken Ryu Masters. guy, but okay. those were my those were my two uh, main guys. But I, I was playing with Guile, with Blanca. Like I could play with any character. I was heavy into Street Fighter too, like really heavy. <laughs> I into love it. to hear that. Yeah, so I was uh, I was playing with Eugene, and you know. Had to give him the business. I fucked him up, <laughs> uh, pretty bad, pretty bad. You know what I'm saying? And and Capcom wasn't my thing. Yeah, like I was NBC. original Street yeah. Fighter too. So like, you know, he was pulling fucking cables, pulling out guns, Wolverine. Like, I mean, I was like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, I didn't know you could get shot in this game. <laughs> like, uh, but it was but it was persevered. It, it was a lot of fun, and the arcade was a big part of the release strategy for us on what we wanted to do and what we wanted to make you know when we sit down and we think about the products that we want to make for a collection uh that was one that i think will be remembered yeah was any of your trepidation around the project centered on this style not really being in vogue right now because we've talked about the y2k aesthetic and yeah. like mm -hmm. this to me is classic ronnie feig and feels like right. the, the the shoes that i so love from you from 10 years ago you know i was finding ultramarine gt2s right, right. and stuff in you my closet this week photo shoot <laughs> <laughs> you know, but and this feels like from that era, but this to me is not what people are super into right now. So, was there any worry for you about that? Yes, there was. Uh, but you know, when when it came to the decision on which silhouette I would work on, uh, and we were li we were really brainstorming, like, hey, like, so we knew we wanted to attach it to A six because that's like you know 
I think, closest to my heart, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we knew we wanted to create a collectible product. And we had to think about, hey, like, what's, what's the product that's going to withstand time and not just be, you know, for the moment? Uh, and even though I don't know how long this Y2K moment will last, because, again, like, I'll be wearing some of these shoes for a long time mm-hmm. just because they're so comfortable. And to me, they look great. I don't think they can... I don't think they'll get dated. Mm. I think it's just a realization that, like I said before, the designs caught up with the time, right? Or the time has caught up with the designs, one of the two. Yeah. But my, my point is like, I wanted it to be timeless. And uh, the July 3, there's only been one year that I haven't worked on a on a 3 in uh, since 07. Since really? First, I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. And I think it was the year after the Montclair's uh, released. There was one year, uh, a one year gap. So, you know, it's been a while. It's been 16 years, so for 15 out of the 16, I've Mm. worked on a three. And I know that people are super into one category of footwear, or two actually, because if you look at the Samba and like low profile court, Mm -hmm. and then you look at Y2K, and it's kind of driving, you know, driving the industry right now, but I don't look at the market that way. Even though a lot of people are gravitating towards two parts of the market, it doesn't mean that like the classic part of the market goes away. Mm -hmm. Um, There is always going to be you know, someone is someone waiting to wear a pair of classic shoes in their closet for that day. Like to me, it's like people have multiple pairs of shoes in their closet. Yeah. So they're not all, they're not gonna have all Y2K and low profile shoes. Like they're gonna have shoes that round out, you know, their vibe. Right. Is there one saying that I, I'm always interested, what's the like, what's a shoe recently that you've taken out of like the closet that you haven't worn in a while? I think the footscape. Right, like, mm-hmm. I, and you know, I have a very large collection of footscapes because mm-hmm. uh, I'm a footscape guy from day one. Yeah. But I have been wearing footscapes. I just haven't been wearing like my really old footscapes. Okay. Like, I, so I have, I probably have like thirty to forty pairs of footscape wovens because I, I have mostly even all of after them. the the cut down that you spoke about earlier. Yeah, those I'm not get, Those I'll okay. never get rid. Those <laughs> those I'll never get rid yeah. of because th- those are like some of my favorite shoes. Right. Yeah. But you know, I've always been a spirit on guy. Like. We were just talking about the spirit on and how like it fits into the mesh. Of course. But I've always been. Sorry, I have to mention this. The people who are listening, Ronnie didn't hear the intro where we were talking about the spirit on for 10 minutes. He doesn't even know. So I did not hear that. He brought it it up up. when you were driving here. Dunn brought it up about how the spirit on would fit into this moment right now. Yeah, because, you know, I read what you wrote about Nike this morning. I think it was. He uh, mentioned that too. You mentioned like is Nike. Collaborators. No, no, no. no, I said. Right. I had said. Something along, someone had mentioned to me the other day, they think that Nike may be in a slump at this moment because what's popular right now isn't right. necessarily what Nike's best at. Correct. And I, I, I don't know if I agree with that because, uh, and I know you, you asked the question. I'm not saying that you agreed or not. It's but not something I said. It it's always, right. no, no, no. I, he I, does no, a little I hear, rhetoric though. I, I hear, I you hear, know how he feels a know, little bit. I know, he likes to sway. He likes to lead the witness. He's leading the witness. But, yeah, exactly, <laughs> right. exactly, but, exactly. But, 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 Perfect. But, but really, I think the, Vom- <laughs> the Vomero, you know, and the Spiridon to me, like those were so ahead of their time. And I've been wearing Spiridon since then. Right, so like I have pairs, I have original pairs since then. I've resold actually the royal pair, which never came back out. The OGs. resold meaning you put a new sole on them. No, 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 no. The soles came. The soles were starting to come off, and I had to have them glued back on. Right. Yeah. Right. So not resold. Right. 
But, but I, I just meant, no, but resold, resold on, versus right. resold. Right, yeah. right, right. Not resold. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. You didn't, you didn't, yeah. put them on, you didn't log no. on to the Goat app and no. say uh, NDS? <laughs> no, that, definitely, definitely not. But uh, I, I, I always loved Spiridons. I have a collection of many different colorways of Spiridons. I actually saw LeBron wearing a pair of gold Spiridons recently, mm. like last week or two weeks ago, which I'm hoping, you know, Nike brings back because that's my favorite or it's a top five shoe for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially the OG color. But my, my point in saying that was like, I've always, I've always uh, spread like what I love across, you know, different categories of footwear in my closet. Mm-hmm. So I think that the consumers that, or, or the fans of the brand and collectors of, of my product, they, I think they do the same. And I think there's always going to be room in the closet for a Gel Light 3 for someone who follows myself or the brand, just because we've been doing it for so long and we've been consistent. And I think consistency is key. What hurts is when you go away from something and you're not true to that silhouette Mm -hmm. and then you come back to it only when you think it's fashionable. Hot in the market. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're real, if you're doing things for the right reasons, then there'll always be a consumer for it. Yeah. You know, do you mentioned that you hope that Spiridons were coming or that Nike might bring some back. How much sway do you have in those conversations? I, I feel like the brands must be coming to you sometimes and checking the temperature and stuff and saying, hey, do you think this is right for the market? Is it even more than that? Do you think you have the power to go to a brand's archive and say, this is the one you should have this in the market right now? Would you do that? I think with, with some brands uh, more than others, like you'll see some stuff coming soon um, from not from Nike, but mm-hmm. from another brand. Uh, some some brands look to us for that. Some brands want to hear what we have to, what we think, and what we have to say. You know, um, about where we think the market is heading. I don't think I have that sort of influence with Nike. I think Nike have some really great, and I know some of the people up there. Like, I think they have some really great talent of of people who understand the market and and where Nike needs to go. But I would never, you know, I hear a lot of chatter and like see a lot of things, read a lot of things from people like, you know, Nike, the magic of what, you know, the magic of Nike will always be there for me, you know, and I think they have a ton in the archive that they can play with. But also like, I know when they start to get innovative, like, we're always interested in that. Yeah. I don't think there's anyone that isn't interested in seeing that. So you know, it's going to be interesting in seeing uh, what happens there. But I, you know, I'm I'm a big uh, I'm a big fan of uh, all of the brands that we carry. I'm a footwear guy. I'm not a sneaker guy. I, I like good product, and you know, I like to have fun. To me, this idea where I get to mesh worlds, like like my own worlds of, you know, back when I used to collect cards and comics, to when I started to collect footwear, and then meshing the two. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a lot of fun. Like I had a lot of fun with this project. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what makes me feel like I'm back in, in, in that sort of mode when all I was doing was working on footwear before there was even any clothing involved. So it, it gets me into that kind You're of- back in your bag? Yeah, I'm back in my bag right now. Do you, do you feel like- And the rest of the year, <laughs> yeah. Do, do you feel like, you know, it's at this moment with everything that's popular, it's just that all the kind of stars have- Align for you in in some sense where it feels to some extent that the trends right now are almost what would have been on the shelves at David Z back in the day, just kind of like a oh, collection that's, that's, that's interesting. Of, of that, where you talk about an A6 1130, right. a Solomon, 
right a Merrill, a samba a new balance it's so funny that you say that because it's like it's what feels the most familiar to me right i've never thought about it that way but i think that that's definitely true like i, I think it's definitely true that i feel most comfortable in this in this era of footwear right and you speak about the timeline like even these solomon shoes like you know people a lot of people don't know those are like re those are retros yeah. right they're all, yeah you know, a, a people lot just of, assume it's a new model because it's something they're not used to buying or yeah. seeing on a shelf. Correct, because they were ahead of their time. Mm -hmm. Like people weren't ready for it then, but they're ready for it now. That's what happened with footwear. You know, and you think about a lot of these like uh, basketball shoes too. Like they got too ahead of their time, and now it's gonna take it's gonna take time for people to respect mm -hmm. a lot of those designs because the evolution happened too quickly, right? You know, I saw that happening when I was at David Z. I saw like how brands were pushing the envelope and what happened was it was because of the competition, one brand would step, you know, uh, would step out of the norm or out of their comfort zone and then it would push the other brands to do the same. And all of a sudden you have like this whole era of footwear that seemed too fast for the consumer, but the insiders at the brand, like they were very excited about the product at the time, but the, the they consumer knew it wasn't ready. For a reason. Yeah. They knew why it was there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exa yeah, exactly. But you know, this is a very interesting time in footwear right now because, and I know everybody knows that, but for different reasons. I feel like people are more interested in trying new things in footwear. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, trying to step outside of what they typically would wear and try something new. And I think that that's what we're seeing right now. And I'm all for it. I'm all for it because to me, you know, footwear and fashion in general has always been the best form of self-expression, right? So I want people to try new things, um, you know, so they could fall in love with products for the right reasons. So they could fall in love with product for their own reasons and not necessarily buy into something that they were told to buy or, you know, influenced to buy off of seeing someone else wearing it. I like when people have their own you know, opinions like when people used to walk into David Z pre-internet era and try on six pairs of shoes before buying one. Without These, having somebody tell them beforehand that this is a classic, this is cool, this is what so-and-so wore. Exactly. They used to come in and they used to ask about information about certain silhouettes mm -hmm. and like, you know, like, or look for certain, you know, characteristics in footwear. Like I want something waterproof or I want something, you know, made out of so-and-so materials and you'd be able to help them. Um, and then they'd come up you know, with their own decisions on what was right for them. Th those times have changed, but it's all cyclical and people are thirsty for information or people are thirsty to discover, right? So like, for example, the 2160s or the 2160s, which I think are incredible. Like to me, that's my favorite out of the Kayano 1130s or the 2160s like that, that are out now. That that dime release, right. like recently it was just like that shoe came out of nowhere, then all right. of a sudden everyone was talking about it. Right, well we were working parallel at the same time on our 2160s. But our 2160s released, like I wanted to release them in store only. Mm -hmm. Like right now you can only find them in store. Like they're not online. We didn't promote them um, because we want people to discover the shoes on the wall for the first time. It's like, I'm trying my hardest to figure out how to get that feeling back, mm. you know, give that feeling back to the consumer. And it's worked because every time we put them on the wall, they're gone the same day. And it could be because of the era that we're in and yeah. the kind of footwear that's selling right now, but also the sense of discovery has kind of gone away. And mm -hmm. that's also part of this collection with the, with the three is being able to open a box and not know what you're getting inside. Like there is this like, 
feeling of discovery that I think is missing from footwear at the moment that I'm trying to solve for. Talking about your year thus far, we're kind of a little over half of the year. I want to talk kind of like the Samba moment because, you know, you decided to do a pre-order because the response was so overwhelming. (laughs) And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you even told me like we, we had dinner the night, like you kind of maybe decided to do it, but did you expect that response to that shoe? You, no. You're always confident, but you didn't. Not at all, because to me, I turned the Samba into a shoe. Mm. You know, and we've been on Samba for a long time. Yeah, the white and green. Before ones. it was, before it became, you know, what it is now. Like the white and green Sambas released years ago. You know, mm-hmm. it even released before we uh, promoted it for that first summer club. We we released it on on the floor. Those shoes released. Those shoes released three years ago. So that's how long ago we're talking, yeah. right? Those sambas. Um, and it was part of a bigger collection, but like, you know, the the court, Adidas court shoes, you know, I've always been a very big fan of all of those shoes. When I thought about what, what my deal is right now with Clark's on the eight, you know, I have my own collection with Clark's, mm-hmm. 8th Street, and I wanted to really portray the idea of, you know, shoes and athletic footwear coming together. That's the whole premise behind what I'm doing with 8th Street, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought the most familiar way to do that would be with an icon, right? And getting the two brands together and having that conversation, you know, and we spoke about it. I had a pod about that and I, I thought that that was really uh, informative. But um, being able to come together and do that was incredible for what I was trying to accomplish in footwear as a whole. Not so much like, you know, fill a void of yeah. what I thought. It is to fill a void and for that consumer, but not so much for it to like blow up to what it was. Uh, but the reaction to that was probably the biggest reaction I've ever had to any footwear project I've ever worked on. Wow. Really? Uh, yeah. And and honestly, this would be second to that. Wow. Uh, this Marvel project, which it, both in the same year is kind of crazy. But um Having, you know, and then working on that pre-order was important for me because I really, the goal was in speaking with both brands, we just wanted them on people's feet Mm -hmm. and we wanted people to get, we wanted people to have those, you know, usually it's like, I think about, okay, like I don't want too many people to have this product because I want people to feel special when they have them. Right. For this, it was very different. It was made to be a shoe, not a sneaker. What's the difference? Because you and I had a brief conversation about them as well and you said that same line of it's not really a sneaker. Right. Where do you draw the line? I think the fact that it was a crep, it has a crep sole mm-hmm. to me makes it more of a shoe than a sneaker. Even even when we did the Breakin, which was the bullet upper from World of Niche, right. when yeah. we put that on a crep sole, to me it turns into a shoe. So even though it has like more of an athletic upper, more even you know more so even than the Samba, uh, I still consider it more of a shoe than a sneaker. The Samba upper is actually a perfect upper for a shoe, especially in the way it was constructed and the last that we used. Like, I felt like it's, actually we made a proper shoe, Mm. you know, and it has three stripes and the upper resembles, you know, the lines of a Samba, Uh, but we we beefed it up and we changed changed the construction of it completely. So like, you know, I I think that when people put that shoe on, it doesn't, it's not like they're wearing either their classic Samba or, you know, the Adidas, uh, Clark Samba. Yeah. To them, they chose to w- wear a shoe that day. Right. Do Do you feel it's stressful trying to explain the pre order process <laughs> to the consumer? I know. Last week, your friend Teddy 
releases three 860 V2s. Which all, I fucking love, by the way. All, all three of them. All pre-order. Yeah. And people are saying, I'm mad at X brand because I can't get a shoe on release date and it sells out. So I want them to do a pre-order. You actually do a pre-order and they yeah. go, I don't want to wait six months to get the shoe. Right. It's it's Listen, it's uh, today it's very tough to please everybody or even to please most. Um, but I think that uh, trying to figure out a way to navigate this market in trying to get people or trying to get shoes on people's feet and like letting people actually have access, it's, uh, it's very tricky, right? It's like, it's very hard because the trends are moving so quickly also that it's hard to invest in something, you know, that far out to say, hey, we're gonna take this big, uh, you know, position on this on this project or this silhouette, like invest money into it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Invest money into it without knowing, you know, where it's going to be six months from now. So, like, you have, and then that forces you to buy a smaller amount of product to sell, or you can say, hey, like, we'll do this pre-order and you know let as many people decide if they want the shoes or not. Uh, and you know, if you don't want to wait, just don't buy them. Like, yeah. I don't understand what the issue is. Like. Just don't buy the shoes. They're, Are you looking forward to a future where we do more pre-orders on sneakers and gauge people's interests like that? Um, I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed to it. Like it wouldn't work for what I just did, right? Mm -hmm. Like with this, uh, you know, with this Marvel pack, um, because I feel like the nature of that needs to be limited. Like still special, of course, still yeah. secret in a way. Yeah, of course. Like these cards, for example, like that come with the shoes. Like it, it makes sense for it to be very limited. Um, I just um, I feel like this market is very is getting tough to navigate for anyone uh, owning a business uh, within footwear because of how volatile it's been, mm -hmm. and we're just trying to figure out. And you know, we have conversations about it. Teddy and I both have conversations about it, and we try to make the best decisions we can for the consumer's sake. Like, mm -hmm. but if you don't want to wait, just don't buy it. It's yeah. all right. It's not a, it's not a big deal. But there are many people that want them, and they do buy them. So, you know, those guys that are willing to wait will get them and be happy that they did. How is Teddy able to crush it so hard at this moment? I know you're really close with him, but he doesn't talk a lot about the things he does yeah. publicly. Yeah, I'm not I'm not here to talk for him, but I could just give you my point of view on what yeah. he's done and I think he's uh has one of the best eyes of our generation. Um and, you know, I love that he comes from such a pure place when it comes to product and what it feels and looks like. And, you know, he wants he wants to garner people's emotions, which I love. Mm. How do you, how He's do had you... a smirk like that the entire episode. Yeah, the <laughs> Have you noticed that? He's excited. Hundred... No, they, what do you mean the like... entire episode? what it's like working with him. Yeah, he's <laughs> how do you feel about... Um, I feel like... You don't like... want to talk about your 993? <laughs> That you love so much. Oh, I love. I that's I. I but I feel like you didn't even. Sorry, I feel like you didn't even go hard like promotion or anything with that. You just dropped it. Which you? Yeah, but he. That's like I don't want to speak. Yeah. For, he don't listen. He doesn't want to speak for Teddy. I don't want to speak for you. <laughs> but isn't that like one of your one of your favorite? Yes, I love. I love that shoe. The, the pistachio colorway. Yeah. Yeah. So so like you just said like we just dropped it and there are. Uh, moments where we sit down and we look at the calendar and we say which are the right shoes for us to just put out there mm -hmm. and let the consumer create their own like narrative narrative exactly for the for the product right and and i think that 
for some of the product, it's right. And for some of the product, we have to drive the narrative to explain. You know how many different things we had to explain? Like, if you listen to the pod, like, about these shoes. Yeah. There's so many layers about this shit that yeah. we have to explain it all. Yeah. And, you know, and then sometimes when the product is not, like, um, when it's not so, you know, obvious as to what the product is, we have to go and explain the thought process and what the mood is behind the product. Like, Frank Lloyd Wright, as an example. Like, we have to explain where it came from and mm-hmm. tell that story. You can't just have a concept and a story for Frank Lloyd Wright and not tell his story and start to get, you know, super informative and create an experience uh, at his estate. You know, so it, it it all depends on the project. But I think people, like I said before, I think the discovery factor for, for footwear is super important right now. Can you address the, I guess, the controversy online, I guess, with both of those shoes? I think both of them came out great, but there's this whole debate about, I guess, what people call the kith filter on the, oh. on the, on the, those two shoes where they're like, I don't know if the way it looked in the photo was the yeah. shoe, the way the shoe came out. And yeah. So, so I've been, I've been shooting like Ian, who is our photographer, in-house photographer, who has done an incredible job, um, he's he's just incredible he shoots our campaigns he's amazing we've come up with what i like to have as this moment of these like in hand shots mm-hmm. and we, we set up the lighting and you know the, the 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 shoots for these different products that we like to show in hand uh that's my style of showcasing the shoes and there there's um a se- it's it's not in the edit it's in the lighting mm-hmm. right of of what we do there so I'm not going to take a photo with, you know, and showcase the shoes for the first time, you know, by just shooting it in sunlight outside right. in my hand. Or like sitting that, on your desk in your office. Yeah, yeah, right. There's like, there's, you know, there's a, there's an art to it, you know, and, and I like to showcase it the way I think looks most beautiful. And that's just the first iteration of seeing the shoe for the first time. And I don't think, because I see the shoes in my hand and then I see the edit and I don't think they look far off. I think that if you understand photography and lighting, then you'll know like it's shot with a certain, you know, certain lighting just for the drop. And it's been the same lighting for all of the shoes. That's the, that's the biggest thing. That's what I don't understand is like all of those different shots that are in my hand are set up with the same lighting. So it's not a kith filter. It's just uh, the first way I like to showcase certain products. I feel like that level of being intentional is what has helped you also separate your products. Even when I was thinking about these Gel Light 3s and as they were arriving, there is some level of the shoe where it could sit on a shelf and it could look like an inline GR Gel Light 3. But then when you understand everything that went into it and then you see the booth at Comic-Con and you see the packaging and things like that, I, I literally said to our team, like, this is why and I'm not just saying this because you're here, you know, we had this conversation mm-hmm. like Ronnie is on a different level because it's not just the shoe itself, like the the effort that goes into it beyond that right. is is more than anybody else. Right, but but also you have to think back to like the first time, you know, leather was put on a July 3. Mm-hmm. You have to think back to the first time that perf pattern was put on pig on a July 3. Um, and, you know, I was part of that, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So like th- those were my shoes to come out. So I've... You know, when, when you say like it could be a GR, like the materials on these shoes could not be a GR. Mm. They're 195 retail because they're premium. Um, and I think it's it's a lot more premium than, you know, some of the Gel Light 3s that you've seen um, that were GR releases. 
but I, I like if you look at those beasts, for example, you know the combination of suede, and then you look at the storm with the pony hair. They're not GRs, yeah. mm -hmm. right? I think that Asics has done a really good job evolving their GRs, though. Uh, so they've done a good job there, but this is also on the remaster, which is only available through uh, my Jolay 3s at the moment, um, which is important for me. Yeah, because yeah. Because I feel like the shape, you know, you, you know how I get about, of course. <laughs> about yeah. the, sh the shape and runners. Like, it's it's important for me. I think even last time you were, you were on here, I think I was wearing one of the palette right. Jolay 3s, and you are like, I like the shoe, but I don't like the shape. Or The palette on the three that they, you know, they've, they switched to the OG July three uh, silhouette, which is one-to-one -one with the original OG. But the original OG was in uh, a faux buck and a mesh that really took that last well, mm -hmm. right? But the minute you build it up with, you know, suede and heavier materials, I think that the 07 remaster takes heavier materials better than their, you know, better than their OG. I like the OG for certain materials, and then I like the remaster better for the materials that I typically use. I love this. We're in real shoe dog mode yes, now. Yes. I feel like we just need to go yes. 40 minutes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a lot. And the conversations that we have internally about this type of um, silhouette and shape and last and that kind of conversations about materials, and we, we really go deep into it, and we hope that the consumer cares about those things. Yeah. You know? All right, listen, this drops Friday. Mm -hmm. Right. The shoes drop July 28th. Kith Asics Marvel collab dropped the same day. Oh, I just realized. Hold on. What? Hold We're on. going another 40 thing. minutes. Oh, the Magneto. Yeah, I brought the Magnetos with me. Wow, wanted, yes. Let me see that. See yes. Here you go. Why Beautiful. Didn't you Why didn't you drop those ones? Was there a... Um, because... <laughs> And here's the second uh, version with the oh, leather wow. instead of a new buck. Here. Um, These are hard. If you had the leather. The marble hit on the back? Uh, yeah, they're crazy. And Do then, they all have the marble hit on the back, or is this just the sample has that? No, it's just um, it's just a sample. I decided to remove that. Okay. And, uh, and I, decided, I removed that because I wanted the shoes to be wearable, where... It can be yes. I know. It can I know. Be represented it, yeah. for a character, or it could be a nice shoe, clean shoe, yeah, not too heavy. Shoe. Not, on the, I'm the guy the who heel. went to Comic Con. Not that there's anything yeah. wrong with that, not, but yeah. No, but but it could be for the guy that went to Comic Con. Exactly. exactly. And they could love it because you know there's a label that's sewn into the insole, so you know it's for the specific character. But I wanted them to be worn, not specifically for the comic, you know, the co Comic Con or the character or Marvel. Yeah. Like I just wanted to. I just wanted them to be great shoes that would age well. You know, for those that just wanted to wear the shoes and not associated to a character. These remind me of like your first run of gel light. They do a little. Yeah. I had the same thought. Like this fits like perfectly in the whole like leatherback salmon toe. ECP. Era. Yeah. I think those do too on the table. Yeah. And I think those do too. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I think yeah. they I think they all kinda fit the collection. When you look back in the in the archive, I think that they It makes sense in the catalog. Yeah, they do. They yeah. do discography. I'm just really, so in the comic book, you're the guy tied up in the subway. Is that? That's right. Yeah. Did you did you decide that that's the scenario that you wanted to be in? Or? We worked together with Marvel on it. But I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to ruin it for you. I don't want you to read spoil it. the uh, spoilers. Well, you yes. thought you were you thought you were gonna show up on the platform with your muscles trying to save him? <laughs> Stop it. Okay. What would your superpowers be? Yeah, I, I have no idea. What is it? Well, I, I can think no of idea. a couple. <laughs> 
There's there's a surprise though on the back of that comic right there. We don't have to talk about it right now, but interesting. Yeah. Oh, wow. So people can see that. But um anyway, thank you guys uh for having me on the show. It's always good to talk footwear and yeah. speak about the state of uh of the market, uh, which is very interesting. And I think that there's been a lot that has happened since yeah. the last time I've been here. So yeah, a real treat, always. Congratulations on on the 100, and happy to be here for that. Thank, Thank you, you so much, uh, yeah, for joining us. Like yep. you said, hundredth episode, big release week for you, big week for us. New name, yeah, Complex Sneakers Show. The Complex Sneakers. You show. like it? It's got a ring to it, right? It does. It's a, it's a, it sounds like a run on, but I'm with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's cool. All right, everyone. This has been the Complex Sneakers Show. We hope everyone has a great weekend. Please like, subscribe, comment. We will see you next week. Our producer is David Matthews. Our associate producer is Jillian Hardman Webb. Audio editing done by Haley Choi. Special thanks to Jen Stewart, Shiva Bayet, and Haley Choi. The Complex Sneakers Podcast is a production of the Complex Podcast Network. Mm-hmm.